You are listening to the Champaign Park District Podcast. Parks on Demand! Hello and welcome to the Parks on Demand Podcast, presented by Champaign Park District. Here you'll find great information like history on the parks and facilities, updates on projects, tips to stay active and healthy, and more. Be sure to subscribe for new episodes so you can explore Champaign Parks with us. On today's episode, we have more ideas on how you can spend 1,000 hours outside this year. We have some awesome gardening and seed starting tips from our horticulture supervisor and a lot of great stuff coming up with our April events and summer programming. Stay tuned. Okay, 1,000 hours outside. Ooh, doesn't that sound fun? Uh, if you're new to this challenge, the Champaign Park District is basically encouraging everyone to try to spend 1,000 hours outside this year. It sounds like a lot, but it's totally doable, even if you're just now getting started. Um, so we have a downloadable tracker on our website that you can actually keep track of all the time you spend outside and, and track your progress, which is always fun. Um, and typically on all of these podcasts, I share information that are free ways to spend time outside. We've covered going to the playgrounds. We've covered, um, you know, playing sports with your family and friends outside in any of our parks. Uh, today, I do have a program that I'm going to talk about that has a small registration fee, but hear me out. It's going to be really, really cool. So what are we calling it? We're calling it Champagne Park District's Excellent Adventure Scavenger Hunt. Uh, this is only a $5 registration fee, and this is a month-long scavenger hunt to take you on adventures all throughout Champaign. It includes photo and video challenges, trivia, and lots more. And how it works is you download this free app. It's called Scavify, so like Scav Scavenger. Uh, let me spell it out for you. S-C-A-V-I-F-Y. Uh, so you download the free Scavify app. When you register, you'll be sent information on how you can get logged into that app for our very specific scavenger hunt. And then when you log in, you'll get to see all the challenges and they have a point system. So the app will keep track of your points for every, um, every challenge that you succeed at and you'll start to build up your ranking. You'll get to see how you rank with all the other people participating. And like I said, the challenges are going to just be all over the place. You know, we'll be out in the parks, we'll be um, doing simple things, maybe like uh, swinging on the swing set. Or maybe you'll have to take a picture in front of one of our sculptures. So it's uh, going to be a lot of fun, and I think it'll keep you on your toes, that's for sure. And all of these challenges, like I said, have a point system where you can win prizes all throughout it. So you don't have to be number one at the end to win a prize. Some new challenges will pop up throughout the month um, with maybe a day or a couple days to complete. And if you can get those done, then you're entered to win additional prizes. So we are really excited to debut this new scavenger hunt. It is taking place all throughout the month of April in Champaign. And um, all you have to do is visit champagneparks.com and register for the excellent adventure. So we are calling it the excellent adventure because it's kind of taking the place of our night light egg pursuit in a way. Um, so we're getting a little punny here. That's what we like to do at the park district. So just search for Excellent Adventure um, and make sure you register yourself or your team. Download that app and just keep an eye on your email because starting April 1st, 
the challenges will launch, and it's just going to be so much fun. Now, if you're listening to this and it's April 5th or even April 16th, you can still participate because the challenges happen all month long. So let's say you want to register uh, by the deadline, which is April 16th, and the challenges have already been taking place. No worries. You can just really bust out a bunch of challenges in a few days if that's something you feel like doing. And suddenly you'll be at the top of the rankings just like everyone else. So be sure to check out the Excellent Adventure. That's EGG, Excellent Adventure on ChampagneParks.org and register today so you can participate in this new adventure that, like I said, will take you outside. You'll get to spend some time outside and, and count it on your tracker. It's going to be awesome. So check that out today. Up next, I'm going to share some information on events that are happening this April. And then following the event and programming information, be sure to stay tuned because we have our horticulture supervisor who is sharing some really awesome tips on how you can start your garden at home and, and even start seeds at home and really have some success this year with gardening. Now, I already talked about our excellent adventure. What I should have mentioned, too, is that the excellent adventure is really open to everyone. Um, this is something that you can do with your kiddos at home. Um, you can also just have a team of adults only, you know, you and your friends or family members that want to do this as adults only. It's going to be a family friendly event um, that's really opening to all these different kinds of teams and individuals that want to do the scavenger hunt. So I did want to bring that up. Then we also have some of our kind of more traditional egg events. We have an egg decorating contest coming up. We have our bunny open house at Douglas Community Center. We are doing the exploration egg hunt, which is typically outside. We are doing it inside this year, and it does require registration. So be sure to visit champagneparks.org for more information on any of those events. And also, I should mention that our Champagne Urbana Special Recreation they already did their sensory egg hunt, but I wanted to bring it up in case you're like thinking, oh shoot, I missed that and I want to do it next year to keep your ears, your bunny ears tuned in uh, next spring for the CUSR sensory egg hunt. All right, another exciting thing that is happening in April that isn't egg related at all, is pool related, is the Sholem Aquatic Center Pool Pass Sale. We did already do the Cyber Monday pool pass sale, which is always the lowest price that we're going to offer on season passes. But if you missed that, hey, this is your next best opportunity for a sale. So all throughout the month of April, you can get your Sholem Aquatic Center pool pass, your season pool pass at a discount before it hits full price in May. We do anticipate the pool opening at the end of May, hopefully for Memorial Day as typically we get to do. Um, I want to mention too some notes about Sholem Aquatic Center. We are just continuing to monitor the CDC and Illinois Department of Health um, regulations. So things may change throughout the year just depending on what the state of Illinois is allowing people to do and the different safety precautions that are in place. But we are very excited uh, that the pool should be opening <laughs> without too much difficulty. Um, this summer. So we are just so excited about that and to be offering this pool pass sale again and, and to have people at the pool splashing around and having fun this summer. We're so excited. Another thing I wanted to note is that we are hiring for lifeguards and other Sholem Aquatic Center staff and other seasonal staff all throughout the district. But a special note for lifeguards, one thing that really helps us to be able to offer all the different amenities at Sholem Aquatic Center, which include 
a um, lazy river and dueling tube slides and even a slide, uh, kind of an open slide that goes into the lazy river. The way that we can keep all those different amenities open is by uh, having proper staffing because we are very strict with um, the number of lifeguards that we have in the different areas to make sure it's a safe environment for everyone. So all that to say, please, if you are interested in lifeguarding this summer at Sholem Aquatic Center, or if you know someone that might be, please make sure to visit ChampagneParks.com and click on employment opportunities, share it with your friends and family. Um, This is something that's, you know, it could almost make or break the summer at the pool. We really need to have it fully staffed so we can make all those amenities available and safe for everyone. So that's just a special note for hiring. As I'm talking about the pool pass sale, we're all over the place, but we're also just very excited for summer. That's for sure. And another way to express our excitement for summer is by launching the program guide, the summer program guide. So the summer program guide for Champaign Park District will launch on April 5th, and that's when registration for things like day camps, um, swim lessons, and things like that will begin. So be sure to visit champagneparks.org. You can click on the link that says program guide, and you will be able to see the full spread of information that's happening this summer. We do have some events planned. We have a lot of great programming. And like I said, we are just so excited. We are not mailing the program guide as we have done in the past because things continue to change here in the state of Illinois throughout all this. And we have found it to be best to keep everything up to date by having a digital only program guide that is accessible on our website. And that way we can make the edits that we need to make as things open back up or whatever we need to do to add more programming. So I wanted to make a special note for our summer program guide. Like I said, April 5th, visit champagneparks.com, check it out because we're starting to bring some stuff back, guys. It's going to be a really great summer. Um, and another thing I wanted to note, too, is that uh, we always launch our guide a little bit ahead of the season. This gives people an opportunity to plan for summer um, in the middle of spring. And so that's what's happening. So if you're still thinking, hey, I want to see what's happening in April and in spring, we always... Uh, include a link to the program guide that is current. So anyway, all that to say, you can click on both the winter spring program guide and the summer program guide when you visit champagneparks.org. Okay, up next, the moment you've all been waiting for, the interview between Rachel Voss, our marketing coordinator, and Erin Dietmeyer, who is our horticulture supervisor. They are going to talk about uh, seed starting and gardening tips. We always love to share the expertise of our staff. We're very proud of the staff that we have that keep our many, many flower islands and flower plantings alive and thriving all summer long. So in this interview, Erin makes a few references to visuals because we also recorded this Zoom interview and we will be sharing videos and pictures on our website. So uh, it's very easy to follow along with what she's talking about in the audio format. So when you're listening to the podcast, it's going to be an easy flow of information. But I wanted to share with you that if you get a little curious about the visuals that she talks about, be sure to visit champagneparks.org. Uh, and click on blogs, uh, news and blogs, and we'll have more information on the visuals that Erin's providing in the information. So anyway, without further ado, here are your gardening tips. 
Hi everyone, my name is Rachel and I'm the Champaign Park District Marketing Coordinator and I am here today with Erin Dietmeyer who is the Horticulture Supervisor and she is getting real busy getting preparing for um, our upcoming summer season and spring season of course. Um, so Erin, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi Rachel, thank you for inviting me to be with you guys today. Um, a little bit about me. I've been with the Champaign Park District for a little over a year. I actually started here in January of 2020. Um, this will be the first year that I actually get to experience things on a somewhat normal level. Last year was a little interesting. We all know why. I won't mention the C word. Um, <laughs> But a little bit more about me, um, I have many, many years in the horticulture industry. Um, I actually have a degree in horticulture through Illinois State University. I have almost 10 full years in retail greenhouse management. And then I also have going on five years of landscape experience through park district um, park management. Well, that is a lot and you're super knowledgeable. I know you've already um, helped us um, learn more last year with the companion planting blog post. Um, and I think we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But um, so with all of your knowledge and all of your experience, we just have some questions for some newbies or maybe even the people last year who got uh, dove into gardening because it was such a great um, thing to do while we were at home. Um, it is now pretty coming close to seed season. So um, when should we start our seeds? Well, um, a lot of people already have, believe it or not. Uh, it does depend on um, the type of seed and your really the why you're doing it. But um, typically when to start seeds is when it's still cold outside. Um, you're essentially trying to um, increase your length of time for growth. Um, so I've got some pictures to show you guys. And we're going to go ahead and share my screen real quick. There we go. So what you're seeing here is a picture of leggy seedlings. This is something that you need to watch out for. Um, it does play a lot into um, the timing of your seeds. So typically, like I said, you want to start during the cold season. Um, they say that you want to start between um, four to six weeks prior to the actual planting season. So if you're planning on starting your garden outside in uh, middle of May, you're gonna to wanna to start your seeds about six weeks prior to that. Um, reason being, if you start your, um, start your seeds in January, early February timeframe, a lot of times what'll happen is your seedlings will get leggy. Um, that means that they're maybe not as strong. They kind of flop over like you see in the picture. Um, sometimes you can even get yellowing leaves, which is not the healthiest thing to do. Um, and the other reason is because you might have to actually up pot your seedlings before you actually put them in the ground. Now, some people like the extra work. Um, sometimes that's their goal. Um, other times um, it's just it's more efficient to keep them in the pot that they've been seeded in. And that way you don't have to buy extra materials, buy extra soil. And then whatever you initially planted your seeds in, you can put them directly into the ground. 
That makes sense. I have heard the like the term like leggy, but I didn't know exactly what that meant. And I definitely have seen my plants do that. So that's I'm very glad that um, I now know what that means and it like falling over and stuff. So um, now I know that some plants, it is just easier to start from the actual plant, like going to the store and getting the the plant versus getting or starting from seed. So what plants should we plant? from seed versus from plants? Sure. So first you need to ask yourself, why? Why are you starting um, from seed versus plants? So what is your purpose? So sometimes it's um, simply a nutritional thing, like uh, you're more concerned about having strictly organic type stuff versus um, non-organic. So if you're very concerned about pesticides, things that might be sprayed on seedlings that are, are that you can buy, purchase from the store, then um, that would be one of those uh, things to consider. Um, also your selection, um, you can get just about anything you want in seed versus you go to the store and you're limited to, you know, whatever they have on the shelf for plants. So they're going to have a much, um, much smaller selection to choose from. Um, the seed catalogs are pretty overwhelming when they start coming in the mail in the spring. Um, the other thing to consider too is how many plants are you actually wanting to grow? Um, so for your tomatoes, if you literally are only have room for two tomato plants, then doing them from seed, probably if you really like to grow things and you're experimenting, that's a great way to try it, growing it from seed. But if you really only need two plants and you're not super picky about what varieties they are, then you're better off just picking them up in the store. Um, your seed packets will typically have anywhere from, you know, 20 to sometimes hundreds of seeds in them. So again, it has to do with how many versus how few you want to grow. Starting a garden can be daunting. Mm -hmm. So what exactly does one need to get going? Well, a plan. <laughs> have a plan. I cannot stress that enough. Even if it's just something that you scratch out on a piece of paper, um, a plan is uh, the best thing that you can do for yourself. Make a list of the types of things you want to grow and then also include um, your planting schedule. So how many days is uh, are you going to need um, to get your plants going? So if you're seeding indoors, um, making sure that you're hitting the right time frame before you're actually going to be putting them outside. If you're seeding directly into the ground, which again, there are specific things like your carrots, your root vegetables, that they don't want to be planted inside first. They want to go directly into the ground. So making notes on what when's the appropriate time to get those in the ground. So having an actual schedule and a plan is key. Um, creating a little map. Um, and I've also got a visual for you here. Um, so there we go. So, and again, it doesn't have to be anything super fancy, um, but having a map of how you want your garden laid out. This will also help you um, in figuring out how many plants you're actually going to put in these spaces. Um, you don't want to overcrowd your garden um, because then you'll have problems with disease and insects and things like that. And the plants just won't achieve their um, the growth that they could if they were given the proper space. So um, other things that you should consider would be light. 
um, especially if you're starting seeds inside. Do you have a good um, area in your house where you can dedicate to seed growing, where you have enough adequate sunlight, or should you purchase um, a grow light uh, to help out with that? The first picture that I showed with the leggy seedlings, yeah, so um, that's a big thing with uh, lack of sunlight. Your seedlings will start to stretch and go one way or the other. Um, that's why also when you're growing indoors, rotating your trays and your pots. So you don't have that where they're seeking the sunlight and, and the light. Um, so make, again, making sure that you're getting adequate direct sunshine. And when I say direct, the, the sun they actually, or the light needs to be hitting your plants for six to eight hours a day. Um, air temperature. So um, I know a lot of gardeners that they'll set up an area in their basement with grow lights. Um, basements are typically a little bit cooler. Um, so making sure that you actually have adequate temperatures. Seeds will not germinate at all unless they have between 50 and 60 degrees temperatures. So if your basement or your garage even, if that's where you're trying to do this, is really cool, it's gonna take that much longer for your seeds to germinate. So um, they even sell uh, these little warming pads that you can put underneath of your trays to get your soil temperature up. Um, again, there's all sorts of tricks of the trade that you can do to um, get things going in that regards, but just remember your air temperature does need to be a certain point before your seeds will germinate. Um, and keeping in mind too, that if you're keeping a room much cooler, say like in the lower 60s, you'll get germination and you'll get growth, but it's gonna be a lot slower than if it's a room that's kept in the 70s. Um, moisture, uh, don't make the mistake of overwatering your baby plants. Um, there's a thing, it's actually called dampening off. Um, it actually, uh, your seedlings will start to grow, you'll get really excited about them, and then all of a sudden they'll start to rot right at the soil level, and they'll fall over and just die. Um, and that's because they've been kept too moist um, and bacteria and fungus has been introduced into the, into the soil at that point. So um, I always suggest when you're starting seed plants or little seedlings, uh, spray mister bottle or a turkey baster even, because then you can really control how much moisture you're putting into the soil. Because keeping in mind, your seeds don't have any roots yet. So they're not gonna actually be actively absorbing a lot of moisture. So they don't need a lot. So you'll also want a good substrate to put your um, seeds into, to plant them into. So there's lots of different seed starting mixes out there. And you'll notice in the visual, all of these different brands specifically say that they are great for starting seeds. Um, they are a much finer mix of soilless um, potting mix, and it makes it so that the seeds can actually root in very easily. Um, the the pot, like a regular potting mix is a coarser mix. Sometimes you see bark in it, larger pieces. Um, sure, you can, you can grow seeds in that, but the pot, the seed starting mixes are actually the most ideal for this type of situation. Um, and you can grow your seedlings in just about any container you can think of. Um, depending on how many seeds you're trying to start, sometimes people will start them in, um, 
a seed starting tray where there's like 72 little um, little compartments that you can start your seeds in and then they'll up pot them later. Again, up potting is fine, but just plan for it. Um, otherwise you can, for the larger plants like your tomatoes or your peppers, or even if you wanted to do like squashes or pumpkins inside, um, getting the little jiffy pots that are biodegradable and just planting them directly in there. That way, when it's time to plant them outside, you can just take that whole pot and plug it in the ground. You don't have to worry about taking it out, but you can grow them in butter dishes if you really want to. Um, just make sure that they have adequate drainage. Um, so we talked about all these things with seeds. Can you just like talk about the step-by-step -step, um, actual seed planting process? Sure. We talked about everything that you're going to need to get started. So um, once you've got all that arranged, you've got your good space to work with, you've got your sunlight, you've got all the materials you're going to need. It's pretty simple. You're, you're going to wet your soil mixture that's already placed in your pots or trays, and you're going to place the seed on top of that soil mixture and just gently push it into the soil and just do a very light covering of soil over it. Um, after that, just continuously monitor for moisture levels. As I mentioned before, you do not want to keep them overly moist because your seed may rot and you may have the dampening off that happens later. Um, the other thing that I do, um, and my parents actually had this problem last year, they had the dampening off problem. And so I suggested, hey, why don't you get a little, um, like just a little tabletop fan and have it blowing over top of the plants. You don't really typically want it blowing directly on the plants, but over top of the plants, and that creates air circulation. One thing that, that will, well, there's actually two things that'll help with. Um, it'll keep it from having the dampening off problem and it'll keep the air moving so the moisture doesn't build up, but then it will also create stronger plants for you. So they're less likely to fall over. That's brilliant because my plants always fall over. So having that tip would be perfect. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Um, the last thing um, we're gonna be able to have time to talk about, I know um, we're running out of time right now, I think would be for everyone who has dove into gardening in the past uh, year, uh, what are some things that we as beginners can step up our game to be pros? Sure, keep a journal keep a gardening journal. Um, like I said, it doesn't have to be anything super specific or beautiful or anything like that, but keep a journal from year to year. Um, that way you have your notes to reference. You can see, you know, you planted your tomato seeds, you know, six weeks in advance and you planted them on this date last year. And that way, if you have problems or you did something really well, um, you know, and you can also um, keep track of what varieties you've used and what you'd like. Um, do your homework, <laughs> um, research, research the stuff that you're getting ready to grow. Um, and if you even just talk to another gardener about it, gardeners are great because they love sharing their knowledge and information. So I've never met a gardener that would turn me away if I was asking for information. Um, save your tags and seed envelopes. Again, it's great to write them down in the journal, but save them from year to year, especially if it's something that you really like. That way you know for next year that you wanna try it again. Start with something easy. Um, I can't stress that enough. 
it can be very disheartening if you're trying seeds for the first time and nothing really works out for you. So start easy. And then you get that uplifting moment that, hey, I did something. I got this to grow. This is great. Now I'm ready to try something a little bit harder. Um, also, don't forget to harden off your plants. Um, this is one of the big things that people may not understand or realize that this is a thing. What I mean is that you should um, set your plants out on the really nice days in April and let them get a little bit of sunshine, let them get acclimated to the outside temperatures. And you have to do this in short increments of time and build up their resistance. So it's kind of like um, how we are. In, in the summer months, you go outside for eight hours on a really sunny day for the first time on that really nice day, you get a sunburn. So your plants can actually experience the same thing. And lastly, experiment. I mean, I can't stress that enough. I mean, one of the best parts of gardening is just trying something new. So experiment with it and have fun. Well, thank you so much. Um, we do have one minute and 30 seconds left um, of this interview. If you want to um, take some time to talk about what we do at the park district, I know that uh, we don't have appropriate facilities and space limitations to do seeds. So what exactly do we do to grow all of our beautiful plants? Sure. Um, so I actually have some dedicated growers that grow all of our plants. We go through the bid process with the park district because we have so many that we need. Um, and so that actually happens in November and of the year prior. And then that gives the growers plenty of time to actually um, put together their seed orders, get the plugs in, grow the plants for us. Um, and then they start delivering in May to us. So we have weekly deliveries of beautiful plants. Um, we typically get over 4,000 flats of flowers per year that go all over the district and all over Champaign. That's a lot of plants. Um, and thank you so much for all that you do to make our uh, town beautiful. And we just thank you. We love you. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. All right, there you have it. Thank you so much, Erin, for sharing um, your wealth of expertise with our listening audience. And hey, for myself, I kind of want to go plant some seeds right now. I'm getting very excited for spring and the summer weather where we can have flowers and, and veggies growing in the garden. Um, anyway, so that is our episode for today. Thank you all so, so very much for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you can get more information and be notified when new uh, episodes come out. We are doing them every other week. Uh, so be sure to follow along because a lot of more great information, interviews, and events are coming up this summer. Until then, friends, thank you so much and get out there. Explore Champagne Parks today.